Graham 4, chapter 24. That comes out on Victoria Day in Canada. Yo, hell yeah, Victoria Day. Yeah, I know. Okay. If the stars fucking aligned for that one. <laughs> What up? Hello and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners. I stumbled over manners there. almost said banners by accident. I am Nate. As always, joining me is my brother and co-host, Zach. Hey! See, that's how you do it. You let someone introduce you, and then you say your opening line. You fucking dense fence. We are a full spoiler reread podcast <laughs> of George Martin's a Song of Ice and Fire series, beginning with A Game of Thrones. You left out the R's. I just did that because I wanted you to get your pirate on. Oh, okay. You're welcome. So, if you joined us last week, we had read... Who was our one before this? Danny, Danny three. 3. Yeah, and she... It was girl power, yeah. That's right. Danny had an awake. Power. She woke the dragon and yeah, not the did. stupid, pathetic bitchy one that her brother was Oh, that's right. She fucking about. shoved him to the ground. Yeah, like she knocked him down head. like a little bitch and made him walk. Sorry for a little out of the times there. We've also been recording the show episodes. Yeah, so season eight all... has us all sorts of bamboozled right now. So if uh, we take a minute to kind of regain our thought, that is probably why, because we're right in the thick of it with season eight as well. But <clears throat> needless to say, we're still loving our reread. Yeah, because this episode, this uh, this comes out, what's, what's happened with season eight? Uh, season eight just wrapped up last night. Last night was the season finale. Yeah, by the time you guys will be hearing this. So hopefully it was good. I hope uh, hope everyone's happy with the story yeah, no conclusions. Kidding. You'll get our immediate response episode here on Thursday, and then I believe we're going to follow up the next week or the week after that. Yeah, we with, might take uh, some time for our, our grand conclusion sort of as the series as a whole. Uh, we know that we're assuming that that's probably going to be a longer episode, so we want to take some time and really put some good thought into it. So it might not... We might go back to our regularly scheduled releases, two episodes of of the books a week, and then just take a little off time to to gather that episode together, and then we'll release it to you, but we'll let you know. Oh, yeah, we're usually pretty good about that. Yeah, we're pretty good about letting you guys know on social medias when we'll be releasing the episode. So check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, We'll get you those full handles at the end of the episode here. but But before we start this episode, speaking of socials, we did receive on Stitcher, which we also are on. We don't really plug it all that often because... You know, I'm not all that familiar with Stitcher is the main reason. So Stitchers get pictures, yeah. That's that's true, I, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. That's a, so anyway, um, I, we want to say a big old thank you to Georgie55. Hey! Um, who left us a review over on Stitcher. It's a, it's a raving review because we are absolutely wonderful. Thank you. So what that um, review had said is exactly what I was looking for. Other reread podcasts tend to be no spoiler and spend too much time going off topic. These guys are solid. Only complaint is there aren't more episodes yet. Looking forward to hearing more. We're working on it. We are getting those Georgie. to you as often as we can. Twice How, like, a week. Like, honestly, can you answer me a question, Georgie? How many episodes can you get down there in the sewer? Like, aren't you aren't you running for your life down there from Pennywise and, Pennywise and some stuff? Um, I'm glad that you're enjoying it and it's keeping you company down there. But we're working on it. We're and firing them out left and right. You can join us in the Brotherhood anytime. Um, Definitely, we don't float down here. So if that's gonna then, well, our lady did down the river. True story. But that's a whole different. You said we don't go off topic. We're gonna stay on topic. Hashtag Thanks for the revo- <laughs> review, Georgie55. We really appreciate it. Um 
Actually, we, we supremely appreciate it. Uh, it's great. We've been getting a lot of great feedback. We're just so pumped that you guys are enjoying our stupid bullshit banter that we've decided to throw out on the interweb. So thank you guys again for listening. Thank you for listening to this episode. Now let's get into brand four. Let's do it then. Alrighty. Brand four. So we open this chapter as Bran is watching from his window seat as Rickon runs in the yard with his wolves. Grey Wind, Shaggy Dog, and Summer are all chasing Rick on around. They're just having a grand old time. Um, a- after watching them for a second, Bran thinks to himself that Summer seems to be the smartest of the litter. Yeah, there's definitely some... It, it, honestly, it sounds like a fucking blast running around down there in the yard with them. Yeah. Um, you know, Rickon's loving life right now. And, and Bran is not. He's no. super jealous of Rickon. He's really wishing he could be down there running around, playing, messing around. Well, I mean, this poor kid, like, he literally went from a month ago doing exactly that to now having to be forced to yeah. sit there. So he's he's angry at the thought, and his eyes start to sort of well up as he's watching, and he wipes the tears away, and he thinks to himself that his eighth name day had come and passed. He was almost a man grown now too old to be crying. Right, and like you said, he's he's pretty pissed off, and he says that he's mad because the crow said that he would fly, and he can't even run, let alone fly, is how he's thinking about yeah. it. Yeah. And he says that out loud, and we realize he's not alone. Old man has, is in there with him, and she agrees. All crows are liars, is how Well, can we do replies. a quick, because it tripped me up, and it tripped me up a lot in reading this part, where... <clears throat> I don't know if it's a it's a, if it's a typo as far as editing or if it's meant to be in the book. Brand does not say out loud anything about the crow. He says they're liars, and old Nan says I. Oh, so crows yeah, so are all, all I had, liars. I, you're right. It is like that. I had just assumed it was because he uh, he had been talking about it previously, but yeah, you're right. I, I mean, his actually... old, like his old Nan on some next level. I mean, I I think there's more to her story, and we get quite a bit of it here. But yeah, and I'm gonna go heavy into that here. But in just a uh, it says it was just a lie. He said bitterly, remembering the crow from his dreams. I can't fly. I can't even run. That he says out loud as well. I can't fly. I can't even run. And so I think that's what led C- me to crows think that. are all liars, old man. I thought that when he says I can't fly, I can't even run, he had told at least her, you know, I had this dream about a crow that was telling me to. But that definitely could be an assumption. Based yeah, on yeah. That. I just picked up that he didn't mention it out loud, and she immediately, yeah, crows are all liars. I know a story about a crow, and it's like, all right, old man, I'm watching you. Yeah, and and he uh. He doesn't want to hear her stories. Brando want no stories. So he says he doesn't want to hear her stupid stories, and she's like, my stories? No, little lord, the stories are before me, after me, before you too. Yo, I'm losing my fucking mind over this line here. I mean, when you see her in the streets, Nan goes, yuck, 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 yuck. (laughs) Like, so she says stories are before me. After me, before you too. Not after you. He, of course it would be before him (laughs) if it was before her. Unless she knows that there's a agelessness to him before her. And so, like, does she know some shit, man? Because why would she say before you too if... He's fucking Eight. one one hundredth her fucking age. Yeah, yeah. So like she's what, like a, a thousand or something at this yeah, point. Yeah, no. Like that 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 doesn't make it's any confirmed. sense. Confirmed. Old Nan is like the Night's King from the show. She's leading the the others. She's the leader of the White Walkers. No, she she's like yeah. She's such an interesting character because who is this woman really, and why does she seem to 
tell like not just her stories feel significant. She even has a few more things. Yeah, yeah, she's got. Yeah, we'll we'll just keep going on. Yeah, I just that line specifically really is fucking with me because it's like, what do you mean before you too? Yeah, when you're older than he is. So if you say before me, obviously that encompasses before him. But uh, Bran spitefully thinks, and this is when we get our first look at Old Nan, that she's an ugly old woman, almost blind. She's too weak to climb the stairs, and she only had a few wisps of hair left on her head. And then he goes on a little further and says, No one knew how old Nan was, but his father had said that she was called Old Nan even when he had been a boy at Winterfell. She was the oldest person in Winterfell for sure, and Bran thinks possibly in the whole of the Seven Kingdoms. And then we get the interesting stuff. A long-winded description of really where she came from and why. So she initially... Uh, what was it? She came to take care uh, she as came a wet nurse. To, yeah, she came to the castle as a wet nurse. For a Brandon for Stark. For a Brandon Stark whose mother had died birthing him. Now, forgive me because I should be more versed in this sort of history, but I don't know if we actually can pinpoint who that is. And if, if we can, if somebody's put together the evidence and the clues and the know-how and what needs to know... Please write into us and let us know if you know who this Brandon Stark that is she's referencing is. So yeah, he kind of says that it's like it was her, his grandfather's brother, or maybe it was. Well, his he, yeah, he says that sometimes old Nan had told it one way, and sometimes she would tell another. So yeah, sometimes it was his grandfather's brother, other times it was the father before that even. So it it always seems to change with old Nans, but. In all the stories, the boy had died at three of a summer chill, but old Nan stayed on with her own children um, and lived at Winterfell from then on. She lost both her sons in Robert's Rebellion, and her grandson was killed at Pike during Balon's Rebellion, and all her daughters were married off and gone. So I actually didn't really remember that old Nan had this many children. Yeah, a bunch of them. That actually were sort of involved in current events. Yeah, and so now all that's left... uh, because, yeah, her, her daughters had married, moved away, and died, is her great... I think it says later on, it's like his her great-grandson, great-great-grandson, mm-hmm. Hodor. Um, but old man lives on, just keeps going, trucking. Telling her stories. Probably smoking a pack of menthols a day. But Bran says, I don't care whose stories they are, I hate them. And he, and he goes on to list all the things he does want, which is just standard kid shit. Yeah, he, he wants to play, he, he wants yeah. to run, he yeah. wants to ride, he wants to be with his friends and brothers. And uh, One particular line that stood out to me was he wanted to climb the broken tower and feed corn to the crows. I just, hmm, we kind of got that in his dream sequence a, a couple chapters back. but Yeah, we made a, a little to-do about that as well with him having And corn. old man, I mean, just never short on these these lines, I know a story about a boy who hated stories. And I like that she does that with a little smile. Like, she doesn't she doesn't know a story. I mean, she probably fucking does. She probably does, absolutely does. But, man, no, but she's just she saying it yeah. to get to him. But yeah. Bran knows that it's never going to be the way it was, uh, it was before he fell. The crow had tricked him into flying, but when he had woken, he was broken and the world had changed. So he's really feeling betrayed by this crow that he trusted in his dreams that lied to him. And he's Hating the lack of use of his legs, which I mean, I can't blame him. I'm sure anyone sort of goes yeah, through exactly. this anger stage of yeah. And so he uh, he really just starts talking about thinking about this this broken world that he woke up into because you know last he was he was climbing the the boys were out for a hunt. It was you know he was going to to fucking King's Landing the next day. He wakes up, everyone's gone. Yeah, 
everybody. His except mother. for Rob and Rickon and Meister Lewin. Yeah. That's about it. Oh, and fucking Theon, Dick, Greyjoy. <laughs> um, and so, like, for an eight-year-old kid to wake up and everybody you know is no longer there. And he wasn't conscious or present for all their goodbyes and yeah, all yeah. the worrying. He just, they're gone. They're, you know, and it it's... It's very similar to how uh, Jon Snow felt, and I forget exactly what it was we were talking about with him brooding about being miserable and shit, but it's like, he doesn't understand that they're not doing it because they hate him, like, that it's because these things arose, he needed to No, they're they doing it to protect it. him, and, and it's, he doesn't to him, see it, it's yeah. just they, And it gets worse, because Maester Lewin had sent letters to his mother, his father, and even to John at the Wall, but no replies came back, so Bran's sort of thinking, like, oh, they left, and they don't care enough to reply that, you know, Bran's awake and, and wants them back. Right. And it said that Bran felt as if they had all died while he slept, or perhaps he had, and they had all forgotten him, which... I know, I know we really don't like to do it, but as season eight is currently airing, um, there was that interesting bit where sort of Bran is supposed to represent all knowledge. And so, like, this I idea of really being forgotten. I was really trying not to let that I'm not, I don't, anything, I really don't want to yeah. go too far into it, um, but I just, I, I the idea that, of it, being forgotten is, my is important, I yeah. think. And so, only Rob, baby Rakan remained, uh, and Rob had changed. Rob was Lord Rob. Yeah, now. he's just way too busy for them at this point. Yeah, because he's, he's got to do all the stuff that the Lord has to do. Yeah, and, he's drilling the guard, and at, during the day and at night, he and Lewin would go and talk or go over the account books. And sometimes he was even gone for just days uh, visiting other holdfasts, which, you know, is is his Lord's duty. And Brand notes that it, even when he was home, Rob seemed to have more time for Helen Mullen and Theon Greyjoy than he did his own brothers. So Bran is just feeling abandoned by everyone around him, even Rob, who, and we'll we'll see at the end of the chapter. Rob is feeling the same way. Rob, yeah, is, Rob's he's putting on this little Lord <laughs> front, you know, doing what he has to do, but he's still just a kid. So yeah, so Old Nan offers to tell him the story of Brandon the Builder and says that was always one of your favorites. Yeah, so this here brings uh, up the next line that really just fucking really gets me with Old Nan where cuz Bran is like it's not one of my favorites that they never it never was one. And he mentions that I think it was Catelyn Stark told him that at this point in time old to Old Nan all Brandon's, uh, all Brandon Starks had become one person mm-hmm. in her head. And, uh, you know, with all the theories out there about Bran being Bran the Builder and have talked about, you know, there's different ones where it's just Bran the Builder, there's ones where it's every Brandon throughout the history of the Starks. Yeah. And, you know, just for that to come up in, a, in an old man thing, like for her to have this small little hint that, you know, maybe they are all, and it's so early on in the series. Yeah, yeah. And. Fuck you, old man. What are you hiding? Old man is Quaith. I'm calling it now. Jesus. <laughs> so Bran says, uh, my favorites were the scary ones, thinking he's some hot shit outside. But then he turns to some commotion, and he's watching as Rickon runs across the yard with the wolves. But Bran's window is facing the wrong way, so he can't see what's happening. And he gets really mad and slams his hand into his thigh in And we'll learn that that right there, if you're not sure. It's just Tyrion Lannister and the Night's Watch arriving. Yeah, they're just time. arriving there. But he punches his fist and feels nothing. And this is when we get old Nan's... Yeah, man. What what do you know of fear? And she says, fear is for the winter, for the long night, when the snows fall a thousand feet deep. 
and uh, then we get the the actual story that she wants to tell. And I'm gonna I haven't done it in a couple chapters. I'm gonna read <clears throat> straight from the book here, because Bran says, "You mean the others? The others?" Old Nan agreed. Thousands and thousands of years ago, a winter fell that was cold and hard and endless beyond all memory of man. There came a night that lasted a generation, and kings shivered and died in their castles even as the swineherds in their hovels. Women smothered their children rather than see them starve, and cried, and felt their tears freeze on their cheeks. Her voice and needles fell silent, and she glanced up at Bran with pale, flimsy eyes and asked, So, child... Is this the sort of story you like? Old Nan nodded. In that darkness, the others came for the first time, she said as her needles went click, click, click. They were cold things, dead things that hated iron and fire and the touch of the sun and every creature with hot blood in its veins. They swept over holdfasts in cities and kingdoms, felled heroes and armies by the score, riding their pale dead horses, leading hosts of the slain. All the swords of men could not stay their advance, and even maidens and suckling babes found no pity in them. They hunted the maids through frozen forests and fed their dead servants on the flesh of human children. Holy shit, Nan! Um, yo, so uh, even before that little that whole segment, there was one small line I wanted to mention where she says, "Little children are born, live, and die all in darkness." Mm. That's a uh, shitty time to exist in so life. That particular line, I think, is her directly referencing Craster's kids. Oh. Because little children are born, they live, and die all in darkness. So if she gives birth at night, they bring the baby out to the others, and they turn it, and it's dead all in a night. Yeah. And so I thought. That I mean, was I neat. literally think it's also that there were children who. Well, were yeah. Born, I mean, there's the literal thing in the, the darkness. In the yeah, night, absolutely. And then they, like it lasted but a generation. I feel like it could also be referencing Craster's. In the, the, the yeah, that that, that story over. is just. In, I mean, that's that's the others. That's the long night. Yeah. Um, there is, there was obviously more about the the companion uh, or the the. The hero setting out with his companions. Yeah, there's, sword there's a horse. bit more in there. But um, you know, read the book as you should be. It's a reread. Folks. But the main thing, <laughs> the main thing there is that we get a real good description of the others, or what we are assuming are the others. Well, not know, even like not even just the the, the long night itself. Like, yeah, right. You know, the, the fact that mm-hmm. it's just brooding and it's it it doesn't target any one person. Like it's everyone. Everyone is starving. Everyone well, that's is it. cold. Kings, children, yeah, women, it doesn't matter. It doesn't discriminate against anyone. And so it's yeah. terrifying. And so that was definitely, cause even after that, it goes further. Like you mentioned into the, the, the one guy and then a little bit into the Andals. Seeking the children in the forest. And, and so, yeah, that's, it was super cool seeing him, you know, looking for the children and, um, especially because it's going to come up here again in the discussion. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they, I, I love it how she's like getting in and she talks about the the scary shit and she's building up. You could tell she's building up for that jump moment anyway. Yeah. And then fucking Hodor and Lewin. Just yeah, Hodor slam and Lewin into bang the, in the room. Lewin is not smiling. Hodor is all smiles because that's Hodor. And Lewin tells Bran that we have visitors in your presence is required, Bran. And Bran says, but I'm listening to a story right now, like a little kid Fuck off, you were just bitching about how you hate stories. Well, now it's one that he likes. Yeah. And so this is when Old Nan says, stories wait, my little lord, and when you come back to them, why, there they are. 
Visitors are not so patient, and oft times they bring stories of their own. Like old Dan so, is on some next level shit. And again, I, I made a note about that story that she just told, where you mentioned that they're cold, dead, they're cold things, dead things. They hated fire, all that shit. And then it says, and every they hated every creature with hot blood in its veins. And that kind of almost makes me wonder if that's not some kind of a hint as to what they want. Is they just they hate all living you are creatures. You're tripping me out, yo. I went back a bit. Again. I see that because there's so much in there's there. There's so and much like, in there, I, but and like, I forget that I went over it, and so I wanted to go to it before me I all out. before I forgot. And so I just thought that that was crazy. That like that might be a little hint as to just saying that they just want everybody dead. That's not dead. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Tyrion and the men of the Night's Watch are there, and they are looking for entertainment from Bran. Entertainment not in the jester-joking kind. They just request his presence. Yeah. Rob uh, is meeting with him now. Ho- uh, Lewin asks Hodor to help Bran downstairs, and he does easily. And it says that uh, Hodor smiles faintly of horses, but it's not really unpleasant. And we learn that his real name is Walder. Yes. And that no one knows where Hodor came from, but when he started saying it, Everyone just kind of started calling him by it. It was the only word he had. It Once says. again, coming from old Nan. Yeah, she's spitting out that truth. And so, like, it's if she's if it's similar to how it plays in the in the show, which you never know. Uh, I could go way crazy sideways. He he gets warged into as a kid, and it makes you wonder if maybe old Nan's not there witnessing it and having some kind of idea as to what's actually occurring. So maybe she's woke as fuck like Bran. Mm. But who knows, man. It's it's wild. But yeah, so he just from that day on that that's all he could say. So that's that's what they gave him as his name. Um Hodor carries carries him Bran down into the the great hall. Yeah. And he as he enters, Bran can immediately feel the anger and the tension in the air. Yeah. And it's Rob is up at the front talking to Tyrion, yelling at Tyrion, refusing him housing. Like, no, you're not welcome here. The Night's Watch is perfectly allowed to stay here. Not a problem whatsoever, but Lannister, get the fuck out. Bran notices, too, that Rob has his sword unsheathed across his lap, and even Bran knows what it means to greet a guest with unsheathed steel. It's Yeah, Rob is being bold as fuck here. And Tyrion picks up on it immediately. Any man of the night's watch, but not me, boy. Uh, and Rob stands up getting pissed. And see, this is where we learn a lot, that Rob is not good at these political right. situations. He stands up in anger. I am lord here, and I'm not your boy, Lannister. And Tyrion just says back, if you're the lord here, you might learn a lord's courtesy. Uh, it seems like your bastard brother got all of your father's graces. Yeah. And that's when Bran is like, oh shit, John, John, John. John? And that's when Tyrion turns to take him in for the first time, and he says, oh, it is true, the boy lives. And he makes the offhand comment that you Starks are hard to kill. And Rob again jumps in, you Lannisters had best remember that. You're and, a tough guy, okay. Yeah, and so Rob tells Hodor to bring Bran over to him, and Hodor does, setting Bran up in the high seat of the Starks where previous lords and kings of Winterfell had sat, and he kind of feels the significance of this, and it's a really ornate, detailed, carved chair, and Bran is kind of grasping the, the two direwolf heads that are carved on the end of the arms. <laughs> and it says that the great seat made him feel small like a baby. <laughs> And so Rob says, you said you had business with Bran. Speaking of baby, 
when Rickon was running around out in the yard, yeah. it said that he was running on the hard packed earth on his little baby legs. Yeah, his little baby legs. I thought that was funny, but yeah, so he's uh Rob, you know, again, ah, oh, you you said you had business with my brother. Well, here he is. Yeah. So get on with it. And Bran becomes uncomfortably aware of Tyrion's eyes staring at him. One was black, one was green, and both were studying him. And Tyrion says, I hear you're quite the climber, Bran, so how is it that you came to fall from that tower that day? I really like that that's the question he chooses. And Bran, I never, he insists, and then he's thinking, I never fall, never, never, never. And Lewin speaks up, saying that Bran doesn't remember the fall or the climb before it. And all Tyrion says is, curious. Hmm. Hmm. Surprise, Hmm. surprise. Uh, but Rob says, Bran isn't here to answer your questions. Do your business and be on your way. And Tyrion says, I have a gift for you. Do you like to ride? And again, Lewin speaks up, always the practical one. The boy has lost the use of his legs. He cannot sit a horse. And Tyrion, with the bomb, with the right horse and the right saddle, even a cripple can ride. And this is, I think, exactly what John was looking for. And if they weren't in front of a group of people, he would have been able to go more into it. Yes. Because Bran gets fucking pissed. I'm not a cripple. The word cripple was a knife to his heart. He dreads it and hates this. Yeah, it's... He, yeah, he immediately... Do you think it's the first time he's actually heard it? Or do you think there's I been doubt, whisperings who throughout? Who on earth at Winterfell was going to... You know, all he's lords. dealing with right now is old Nan. So unless there's a, a cripple in the story... And I doubt True. that's yes, the story he's, he's looking to so, tell. Yes, this is the first time he's here. I think it's the first time he's dealing with and being so called I think a cripple. It's just a, yeah, it's just brutal yeah. that he didn't actually, maybe he didn't even think of it. It didn't occur to yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is. But yeah, that's when Tyrion's like, if you're not a cripple, then I'm not a dwarf. And my father will be thrilled to hear that. Theon Greyjoy who? laughs at that. The who? I didn't think anybody laughed at that. Yeah. Okay. So um, Rob is, he's confused because, like... Well, Tyrion, like, goes into it. He's like, you got to shape the horse to the rider. Start with a young a young uh, filly and teach it to respond to his reins and to, the vo- and to his voice. Uh, not, you know, just the legs and the kicks. And he pulls out this rolled paper from his belt. And he tells him, give this to your saddler. He'll do the rest. And so this is when Lewin takes the paper. Right, he's looking it over. And it, uh, Bran just notes that he's curious as a small gray squirrel, which I think it's always interesting that Lewin's getting compared to, like, small gray rats and squirrels. Yeah. But uh, Kind of makes you think of, because uh, I know that there's been a lot of comparisons drawn to... Ch-ch-ch-chippendale, not- rescue rangers. Not Chippendale. Oh. Uh, I was going to say... Ragnarok and that kind of mythology. Oh, okay. uh, The world tree, uh, Yggdrasil, I think is the name of it. There's a uh, a squirrel, rat-like figure that runs along its branches whispering messages, uh, Ratatasker. Oh, actually, maybe that's that's what this is. So he, I think he brings, like, messages from the up upper branches of the world yeah. tree down to the under roots and shit like that but it's been a while since I've read that kind of mythology so well Lewin says that this ought to work and Tyrion uh, Tyrion says well and, and he says you know this is this is pretty smart like you, you draw good like this is a clever design and Tyrion says yeah it was pretty easy for me to design since it's not too unlike my own um, which I think is very telling you know like yeah Tyrion is kind of aware of how to live this lifestyle while still being stunted and we forget that sometimes he's so clever and everything but he is technically uh deformed as far as this world is concerned. well and that's it and so most dwarfs don't have that high lord status 
And so they're not going to be riding horses. Yeah, no. They're not going to have Yeah, these you become crippled or handicapped or you're a dwarf. You're, yeah. Your life is pretty much fucked unless you fight and grovel and exactly. really... So he can't just go to the stables and purchase a, a saddle that's his size. And so this is almost... And, and it's awful because like, I don't want to make light of it, but Bran did just lose his legs, but it's almost, again, the, the thing that John had where you're still a lord cripple like you will still have way more options than any other person could ever hope to in this world as far as use of your legs again because you're not a small folk if it was some small folk out in the field whose legs were broken they'd probably either if he's not dead then he's stuck in the house probably just sitting in in bed for the rest of his day like there aren't these many options for people so the higher up the chain you go so it's this yeah and it's i mean brand's eight years old so he's of course not going to look at what he has. And well, yeah, he's going to be lost. angsty as shit, absolutely. But he's just he wants there. to believe he'll be able to ride again, but he fears another lie, like the crow yeah. who promised he would fly. And Rob gets, he's confused as shit to the whole situation. Yeah. Because, like, um, why are you being nice? Like, what is the purpose of all is of this? Is this a trick? And he's like, you know what? No, basically he tells him to just fuck off. He's like, John told me, asked me a favor. Yeah. And I like John, so I'm fulfilling my debt. Yeah. And, uh, once he gets that through to his head, Rickon, I believe. Well, he also uh, says that he has a tender spot in his heart for for cripples, cripples, bastards, and broken things. I mean, that's like the Tyrion quote of Tyrion quotes. He, yeah, he, he knows what it's like, so he sympathizes with Bran. Definitely. And he puts, I, I think that part is funny, after he finishes that line, he puts a hand over his heart and he grins at them in just sort of this impish, and I love it. It's like him embracing his, Rob's uncomfortableness. He can see how off-put Rob is. But yeah, the door slams open and here comes Rickon with the direwolves. Just char- chugging forward like a little fucking tank. But and he so... stops wide-eyed when he sees that sort of court is in session here, but the wolves keep coming. And they're growling at Tyrion, and we got Summer first, and then Grey Wind is following after, and they pad up toward Tyrion, one on the left and one on the right, and they are not fucking pleased. And Tyrion goes to sort of pull back as uh, he's thinking it's time to take his leave, and Shaggy Dog comes jumping out of the shadows at him, uh, lunging at him, snarling. And Summer goes at him, and then Grey Worm goes at his arm, and Grey Worm actually manages to get a little bit of his arm and tear some yeah. fabric loose. And the Lannister men start reaching for their steel, and Bran starts vehemently screaming, no, no, like, Summer, come back, come back. And Summer glances at Bran, then back at Tyrion, and then slowly starts to creep backward uh, until he's chilling out under Bran's dangling feet. Yeah, and then he tells the others to call their wolves off, and Rob calls Grey Wind. Yeah, Bran notices Rob had been holding his breath, and yeah, he calls Grey Wind over to him, who moves over swift and silent, and then Bran shouts to Rickon to call Shaggy Dog, which I think it's interesting when Rickon calls him, he says, Shaggy Dog, home. Home, home, home yeah. Which, I, th- I I don't know if that's significant, And it but runs to his side. Yeah, that's it. That. He's, he's, he's associated himself so, as home. right. And so, why do you think this happened? Because so, Ghost is super chill. I'll tell you 100% what, because I was really confused at first. It's because, so Rickon is the one that's entering with the wolves. Yeah. They've all been playing with him. And I think that all the wolves have connections with the Starks. They at least, you know, are willing to listen to them. And so Rickon enters this thing, sees, clearly sees Rob pissed, confused, angry, a Lannister standing right there. 
everybody's kind of all just now going at odds, so he freaks out, and so it's just a a thing of emotions. Hmm. Rob is still getting over anger, all that shit, because I don't know why anything would go after Tyrion. He's not... Yeah, that's what I mean. Ghost was fine with him after the initial meeting. Um, And so really, to me, it's just that they're picking up on the emotions. They saw that... uh, What's his face? Rob was a little upset, and then ra- upset Rickon and Shaggy Dog is a little more less tame than the other yeah. wolves. So seeing that Rickon's upset, whatever the reason, that's the person causing the upset. I'm gonna go scare the fuck out of it. I guess, but, but I don't know otherwise. Tyrion's fucking shook. Uh, his pants are a little damper, and he just says, "How how interesting <laughs> to the <laughs> whole thing." Uh, one of his men asks him if he was harmed, and he said, "Nothing was harmed, save my dignity." And even Rob looks shaken, Bran notices, and he, he kind of stutters out that, I, I don't know why the wolves did that. And so Tyrion bows stiffly to Bran and says, I thank you for calling them off, young lord. I'll be taking my leave now. And Lewin, Do you think it has anything to do with, like, Lady getting killed? I I don't know. I don't because know, that makes yeah. me wonder if maybe it had something to do with something not going on there at Winterfell instead. But, yeah, I'm not... Yeah, the I whole thing had me strange. confused. But Lewin asks Tyrion to wait a minute, and Lewin and Rob sort of huddle together, whispering, and Bran tries to hear, but it's, they're talking too quiet, quietly. And Rob turns, and finally he sheathes his sword and says, I may have been too hasty for yeah, you. Yeah, now he finally smartens the fuck up because Lewin, Lewin is told there. Him some shit, yeah. And he said, you've, you've done Bran a kindness, and the hospitality of Winterfell is yours if you wish it, Lannister. And Tyrion's like, fuck you. Yeah, spare fuck me your you. false courtesies, boy. Like... You don't want me here. There's an inn outside your walls I saw on the way in. I'll find a bed there, and both of us can sleep fucking easier. So, And so Tyrion turns to Yorin and tells them that they ride at daybreak and that he can probably find him on the road. And then, yeah, and then and Rob, Tyrion bounces. Uh, and dumb. Rob invites, awkwardly, invites the Night's Watch to dinner, offers him the courtesies he's supposed to. But even, again, even Bran can pick up that it seems like it's a rehearsed speech. Yeah, it's, it's awkward. not anything heartfelt or like he cares or means yeah, it. Yeah, it was a speech he had learned, not words from the heart, it had said. and But the Black Brothers thank him all the same, and you know, retire for the the evening. And Summer follows him and Hodor as Hodor carries Bran back up to the bed. Old Nan's pass out in the chair. So Hodor sets Bran in the bed, gathers her up, and carries her sleeping from the room. And Bran just lays there kind of thinking, and he remembers that Rob had promised he could feast with the Night's Watchmen tonight in the Great Hall, so he's kind of excited about that. Yeah, so he calls uh, Summer up onto the bed and hugs him tight, cuddling the puppy dog. And then he falls asleep and has... Well, he, he as he's hugging uh, Summer, he says, I can ride... And I'm going to read the quote. He says, I can ride now. He whispered to his friend. We can go hunting in the woods soon. Wait and see. Like, I I don't think it's significant. I mean, one, he'll be hunting through Summer in the woods soon, which I think is nice. But I just think it's significant that it said he whispered to his friend. Yeah, like, this yeah. is all Bran has in the world right now is this dog. But, yeah, he sleeps, and in his dreams, he's climbing again. Yeah, and basically, um, for the most part, he's, he's climbing a big tower that goes really high into the sky. Yeah. There's some gargoyles looming over him that may have one time been uh, been lions. And so, um, fight me, because you need to slow down. Because, yeah, the gargoyles are... Where did I write their description? Do, 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 do. I will fight you, by the way. Yeah, no, you, you need to, because... There was, they were important. Uh, perhaps once they had been lions, but now they were twisted and grotesque. Yes. Who do we know that's been described as twisted and grotesque? Is Tyrion, 
and Lion. I like I don't know why, but why would Tyrion like from what just happened type thing? Like, do you think? So I, I think that the, it's more alluding to the fact that the outside isn't always the twisted and grotesque. Yeah, they used to be lions. They used to be fair. So I think it, it really is talking about Tyr- uh, Jamie and Cersei here. Mm, okay. And just because that's why he says, you know, I, I didn't hear anything. I'm not hearing. Because he didn't hear what they were saying is what he's trying oh, to do. All right, wait, wait, And yeah. so it's, he's, it's, it's his suppressed dreams and memories trying to make a reemergence, but because the crow had convinced him he doesn't need yeah, that during his first dream, he's scared of it. And so it's this big imposing wall that he has to climb. And they're there just shouting at him, but he doesn't want to hear it because he knows he doesn't need it. But it's still there nonetheless. And yeah, this part kind of like got pretty intense. Brain hears them whispering <clears throat> to each other in soft stone voices, terrible to hear. But he thinks to himself that he must not listen. As long as he did not hear, he was safe. And I think you're right. That's the Jamie and Cersei yeah. thing. Uh, but when the gargoyles pull free and start to pad down the side of the tower toward Bran, he knows that he's not going to be safe at all. And he starts yelling, I didn't hear, I didn't hear, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. And he wakes up in the darkness with a shadow looming over him. With with these fucking jump scares in Hodor, man. Because yeah. Hodor leans over and lights the candle and it's Hodor and Bran yeah. is relieved. And so... Hodor wakes him, dresses him, uh, uh, washes him very gently, and we get a lot of description of how gentle Hodor is with these people. Yeah, and, and calm and, like, yeah. just... He's a, he's a gentle giant. Yeah. He's he's the best. Fucking love Hodor. And he carries Bran down to dinner, and Bran notices that the Lord's seat, of course, was empty, but Rob was sitting to the, uh, to the right of it. And Yorin, who was the senior among all the Brothers of the Night's Watch, uh, was seated between Rob and Lewin, sort of at the high place that Ned, as we've read, always yes, invited right. people to. He had a sour smell to him, Bran notes, but for the most part, he's just kind of dev- devouring his meat. He's not really given too much information. When Jon Snow is mentioned, he just shrugs and says, Sir Alistair's Bane. Yeah, and there's a joke that all the men there, the Night's Watch, laugh about, but Bran doesn't quite Obviously, get the joke. Obviously, he doesn't uh, yeah, get it. Would, he doesn't know what's happening sense. at the wall. And then uh, we get the news is dropped on them that Benjen's missing. Benjen's missing. Yeah. And Uncle Ben has been out delivering pizza to Spider-Man because he's <sighs> having some issues. No, uh, he's, yeah, they're they're a little surprised. Brent, um, yeah, Yorin sort of gives a quick description and then just sort of says, yeah, he's been like a month late, so yeah. he's most likely dead. And then we see again Rob's acts juvenile. Like, I have the note here. Rob acts like a child again. Yeah, he jumps up. And and he, hand on his sword. Yeah, he puts it like, it. which, dude. First of all, you can't raise arms against the Night's Watch. Roderick already told you before he fucking yes. left. If you're going to bear steel... You better be ready to fucking use it. So, like, if you're going to grab your hill, especially with someone like Yorin, who we learn is more than capable of handling himself. Yeah. Like, eh. But, uh, yeah, Rob jumps up, his hand on a sword, and he's yelling, my uncle's not dead. Yeah. Man, 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 That's man. when one of the other Night's Watchmen is like, the, the good thing is Benjen knows those woods Well, Bran got him. afraid at that. Well, like, yeah, when he was, Rob was yeah. shot, because, like, you know, what's going to happen here? Like, it, it's pretty tense and... and I mean, as as much as Rob is being a child, he's just as tense, but he's got the responsibility on him. Right, so, like, right. you know, as hard as we're being on him, I kind of can see where he's coming from. Well, but... it's a, he still is a child. Yeah, and definitely. So... But, yeah, the, the other uh, Night's Watchman speaks up and says, you know, there's, there's always a chance that, you know, he could be alive, so we don't really know. But Yorin doesn't really give a shit at Rob jumping up and... 
Yellen, uh, Bran starts thinking of old Nan stories and North of the hero. Wall and the hero yes. and the companions, and he thinks of the children, and he blurts out, the children, the children of the forest will help Uncle Benjamin. And Theon laughs, and Lewin sort of always the fucking practical one. is like, so, Brandon, now I know the, the children <laughs> of the forest are all gone. They've been gone for thousands I know that Martin has confirmed that Cold Hands is not mm-hmm. um, Benjamin in the books. But I really still like the idea that, you know, just because he doesn't turn into cold hands doesn't mean he's not helped by the children. Yeah. And so I just really liked that Bran was like, well, the children, and when it could very well be the actual truth. Oh, yeah, definitely. And that's when Yorin comes to his defense. Yeah, Yorin is like, you know, that may be the way it is down here, but north of the wall... No one really knows what the fuck, yeah. what's what up there. So what's who's alive, to say? What's dead, who's what's to say happening? it isn't these fucking children of the forest? And it's an interesting sort of indication for Bran of like this this seasoned Night's Watchman who knows way more than Rob ever will about the way the world works. Yeah. Um, because Rob doesn't Red get Wedding. The that's right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so yeah, it's it's interesting that Yorin sort of sides with uh, Bran here, but. They they finish up dinner and that night Rob carries Bran up to bed himself with their wolves following. Yeah, and this is the sad moment. Now I feel bad about that. Yeah, no. They, like, <laughs> so uh, Rob puts him into bed and covers him up and gets him situated and he blows out the candle and they just sit for a while in the dark and Bran comes out and says, "Will they ever come back?" And Rob, definitely positive, says, "Yes, they will." You know, and they start talking about that. We'll, yeah, and we'll ride out to meet. He Mother starts planning and, this adventure. You know, we'll we'll ride up to the wall to see John, and we won't tell. We any won't of tell him. him. It'll be a Could great you adventure. The surprise if Mother sees you riding out to greet her, and John, you know, is greeted by us. And on the word adventure, Bran says it back to him, adventure, and that's when Rob lets out a sob in this darkness, and. Bran can't see him. He can't see the tears on his face. So Bran, wanting to comfort his brother, reaches out and finds his hand. And that's the last line of the chapter is that Bran finds his hand and their fingers twine together. They're trying to give yeah, each other strength Rob, here. Man. Yeah, He's just sitting like, there in the dark just crying, not able to you know, well, do like, anything for we his... We were just talking about how like summer is all Bran has. Like, I don't... It doesn't even seem like Rob really has that connection with Grey Wind. Well, where, like, or anybody. Yeah, that that's that, well, I mean, that's what I mean. Theon and Lewin, and, and, and that's they're, it. Yeah, they're not friends. They're though, assisting DC's. the running of the household. Yeah. yeah, so Bran is what he has to turn to at the end of the day. But Bran is eight, and Rob doesn't want to sit here and put these and lordly things. Him yeah, with stuff. so and so he's trying to comfort his brother, but it really he it doesn't know how true really any endears of that me is. me anyway to to Rob in this shit. Like I just it's it, he stays strong, and then it's in the darkness, you know, just like Arya in a couple chapters back when she finally got to her room and she said she felt sa- finally yeah. felt safe enough to cry. That's sort of what we get here. You got an inductee? Yes. Who? Old Nan. Oh shit. That's I I can't really see too many. I mean, I guess I could probably pay, figure one out, but mine's going to old Nan just because she's like, she's dropping knowledge on the world, man. She's keeping the keeping us informed. So if she wants to come down, tell us some scary bedtime stories, I'm down. Yep. All right. Word. My inductee's going to Brandon Stark, but in the spirit of old Nan, I'm not gonna tell you which fucking one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we got a Brandon Stark. Notice I said uh Brandon Stark. And old Nan, so she can differentiate. Yeah, she'll she'll, she'll be like, now this Brandon Stark, <laughs> this Brandon Stark is, is chilling here. And now this one is doing. So this, like we've so. got like six inductees in one. You're Perfect. welcome. Well, stacking these numbers. without old Nan, we wouldn't have the six Brandons. So, hey, but uh, that was a great chapter. I I really liked it. Um, Brandon's just getting 
started, really. Yeah, and, and there's there's nothing to him so far. And it's like, wow. Well, jeez. <laughs> All right, fuck this chapter. He's got very little in the in his story arc so far for where he's going to yeah, be. Yeah, but it's for sh- like the and setup. And so that's and it. The... But I mean, there's so little here, but there's so much in it. Yeah, it's, branch it's chapters are nuts. But uh, those are our thoughts. Please write us in. Let us know your thoughts here in Ducties. Uh, Anything, anything you want to write into us? Yeah, and leave the the iTunes reviews. Oh, any like, yeah, review. any iTunes reviews we can get, we appreciate. Uh, Stitcher too. Now I guess that's cool. Stitcher reviews. I are forgot cool. that that was even a thing. I gobble until, them. I eat them. I eat reviews. Nom, so, nom, 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 nom. Yeah, uh, our I'm super. I forget the word. I'm on Twitter all the time. Super active on Twitter. Active, that's the word. Active, active. is the yeah, word. You that's forgot. weird as fuck. Jesus. Um, at manners without. We are on Instagram at Brotherhood Without. Our Gmail is where we are usually the easiest to be reached at, without manners, brotherhood at gmail.com. And our Facebook, facebook.com slash brotherhood podcast. We have our Patreon episode. It should be out by the time you're hearing this. That's my plan. That's mercy. So go and check out the Mer- the Patreon, patreon.com slash without manners. Let us know what you guys are thinking. Yeah, uh, next book chapter that we will be doing will be at odd five net five and so we're going to be dwindling down those ned chapters man because i think after that it's john and then we got another ned so we're just flying through them ned's chapters are getting we're flying faster than his head into the basket all right all right (laughs) that's enough valid harris we'll catch you on the next one